The Next Generation of Legal, featuring Shannon McCracken on Kelly Bagla's Go Legal Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. I'm your host and legal friend, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing the next generation of legal. She is a go-getter. She's a dynamic person and one of my favorite people. Her name is Shannon McCracken. And Shannon is a legal assistant here at Bagler Law Firm. And I want to welcome her to the show. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me on. Everything good about me, she taught me, just saying. <laughs> and I was going to say, I didn't even have to pay you to say that, right? Yeah, but actually, I, I have, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How funny. Do you have a joke or a quote you want to share with us? It's very short, but I thought it was quite cute. It's, I teach culinary law. I specialize in torts. <laughs> I just thought it was, I, was like, I like baking. It's, it's just simple, but it's cute. That is cute. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, unique That's kind cute. of, right? Of course, of course. So you're very young, well, mm-hmm, compared to some of the guests that I've had on the show. You are young. You're a beautiful young lady. Oh, you're thanks. 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Now everybody knows how old you are. Yep. You have done quite a bit in your life. I graduated from UC Berkeley with a political science degree. Basically, I specialized in um, comparative studies. So I just compared different countries, political systems, looked at the two and explored the differences. Really interesting. I took a lot of specialized classes. So I took a lot of like particular like Russian politics and really specialized things were which were really interesting. Personally, I'm really into technology and the tech industry. I play video games. Uh, a little bit of a nerd, but it's good. Um, yeah, and Kelly knows that. Um, right, right. But I think anything up and coming in technology, I find just really interesting. Um, exploring that and learning more about it. More in my personal background, I'm just really close to my family. Love them to pieces. They're just a really good support system. And I love animals, just like Kelly does. That's why we get along so well. Mm-hmm, absolutely. The interview was with them. You know that. Exactly. And you have just adopted a brand new puppy right from thrive animal rescue it's a non-profit mm-hmm. that we support and i highly highly recommend everyone that's listening to the show to support thrive for go two cups of coffee to save a baby's life a furry baby absolutely so, t- so tell us about od od is the best oh my god he's so cute so he's gonna be ginormous he's very tiny now but he's gonna be up to 110 pounds so he's gonna be a very big boy he's a, a great pyrenees he's all white he kind of looks like a polar bear but he's not um, <laughs> there you go which is quite cute i'm like oh my god every time i see him, he's so calm too for a puppy of his age every time i see him i'm like I can't believe you're so young. You just act like so mature for your age. It's amazing. But I think it's sort of following in your footsteps because you really, I think you have an old soul. You have been absolutely a tremendous part of our team here at Bagley Law Firm. You've brought so much light into the firm, meaning that you speak about technology, right? And and law is as old as old gets. I don't know, 10,000 years old or even older. Mm -hmm. And, but yet... Lawyers, especially my generation, we're all set in our ways and we find it really difficult to 
either move with the times or implement technology, but you have embraced it and you are going to go to law school here shortly. For your generation and then the next generation of lawyers, what does that look like as far as technology goes? There's a couple things on my radar that I think are going to be really interesting. And one kind of like buzzword that's been passed around right now is NFTs. So it's basically owning essentially art or like an individual piece of property on the blockchain. And I think it's really interesting because a a good friend of mine explained it to me. And she said, it's like going to the grocery store and buying groceries. But instead of getting the groceries, you get the receipt for the groceries. So you know that you purchase them. And it's just, it's so weird, you know, grasping onto concepts like that, where you don't really own things, but they're in the digital frame. That's something I think newer and something that we need to transition in law that might be really interesting to look at um, in the future, because it's, everything is moving to the virtual sphere. So it's very different. So how does that work in real life, right? So I'm the type of person that likes to touch and feel. Mm -hmm. So here I'm drinking a protein shake as we speak. Mm -hmm. I'm touching it, I'm feeling it, I'm, I'm actually consuming it. Yeah. When I purchase something, obviously, either I want to consume it or it's going to be a collectible. So how do the NFTs work? Well, just generally, I'm not an expert on this, but generally it's you have an original copy of whatever the image or item is, but you don't you don't really own it because it's in a digital frame because it can get reproduced infinitely. So you just essentially, again, you own the receipt of it. So you own the technical rights of it. But again, it gets it can be reproduced infinitely because it's virtual. So it's it's a very weird concept, and it's one that even I don't fully understand because it's so abstract. But I just think um, st- stuff like that and just in that framework and that thinking, it's just so different. You're right. It's so different than I can touch my coffee cup, and I know I own it. Like, I know it's fine. Right. Um, but it's just so it's so weird having that. And in addition, too, there's, there's other um, digital things that are going to be up and coming. For example, having, like, virtual skins for things. I know that sounds really weird. Something that's coming in the future will be Google's glasses, kind of like mine, but they're going to be virtual. So you're going to see images and pictures and things, and they're going to be presented through your glasses. And maybe you can see someone else and have a skin on them. Maybe they're going to appear like purple in your glasses, right? And you're going to pay for that because it's different and it looks new. But imagine having that in real life. That's just so bizarre to me. It really is. Just the whole concept of it is so bizarre to me. I, yeah. I don't know if I can move with the times, but we all have to, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you were working at, at back the law firm, there were quite a bit of things that we had to do the old-fashioned way. Some of the things you just didn't understand and why it wasn't available to hop online and secure your identity so the person knows it's you and then actually perform that service online rather than calling someone, filling out a form, trying to fax it in, mm-hmm. all of that, again, old, old-school stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you say and, and how do you see the system, right? So we've got the court system. Slowly but surely, it is moving online. So you have to file now through a third party, though, but online. And I don't understand why through a third party. Maybe it's a money-making scheme, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, but how do you see that system in itself? And, and again, you know, the county recorder's office, all the government agencies, county-wise, nationwide, how do you see that, and if at all, moving forward digitally? Yeah, I mean, I think all of it's going to be moving digitally. All of it. It just doesn't make sense having a lot. The thing is, too, there's always going to be employees working there. There's always going to be people there because you need people to be checking these documents, reviewing them. But I don't see why they couldn't be all local at home or a majority of the individuals working at that office could be working from home if it's all digital. 
There could be a portal of some sort where you can access those documents and then review them from wherever you want to review them. And that makes a lot of sense. I just think it's really strange to me that you're right. You do have to get it reviewed by a third party. But even the fact that I feel like many people just they they go physically and they file it. That I, 20 years from now, I really doubt that anybody's going to be going to file anything. Because why would you? It's a click of a button. It makes more sense. I mean, it's relatively secure. It makes more sense for time for these really busy attorneys. So. I mean, you and I have spent uh, many a times going down to the county recorder's office mm-hmm. in San Diego. But we sort of make a day out of it, right? We say, okay, yeah. well, let's go to lunch before or after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're right. Time is exactly what attorneys get paid for and the more time we can invest with clients and instead of Mm -hmm. going out there running around trying to file paperwork it just makes sense but I think there's a learning curve that comes along with this too so Mm -hmm. in school uh, would you say some of the the classes that have been taught now are they specifically more towards technology well some I think will probably have that focus some sometimes I think you need to understand the basis of technology to understand certain cases if that's what you're moving in say you're going to work in the tech field, it probably would be helpful just to understand what you're working with and the company that you're working for. But I do think that that there should be more. I think there should be some classes or something to get you up to speed. But I will say that this generation of attorneys, they've always had phones just glued to them. Like I constantly have my phone always with me. Um, It would be weird not to. So I think that they already have a level of proficiency that's just way beyond what we've seen before. So that's a, it's a really good starting place. And I think, you know, as more of these huge tech companies arise or more we're doing in, you know, the digital field, I think it's just going to become more and more intertwined just normally. That is really interesting. The other thing that's uh, interesting too, Shannon, California itself, we're, we're inundated with attorneys, right? You can't throw a stone without hitting <laughs> one or you're deliberately trying to hit one. Mm-hmm. Hit one right? yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But as you were applying to law school, and this is really interesting, and I was surprised by this, but apparently there's a lot more applications for law school. Why, why yeah. is that? It's a couple of different factors, I would say. One of which I just think everyone's a little nervous right now, given COVID and the like, the after effects of that. They're thinking going back to school might be a really easy way to secure my place and, you know, and be financially secure just in general. I think also too, I think people see it as a a form of stability. And I think there's really never going to be a time that I can foresee that lawyers are not going to exist because people are always going to have issues and conflict that, you know, they just need to be resolved. It could be a million years in the future. That's a job that's just not going to go away. So that's the beauty of, you know, job stability in terms of being an attorney. There's always something that you can do within it. it may not be what you originally pictured, like as we were talking about in the tech industry, but it's always going to have a job for you. And I think that people see that and they say, okay, this is something I should move into because I'm going to be secure in the future. You know, when the world is all done, right, we Mm -hmm. all blow ourselves up and it's Mm -hmm. it's just gone. There's going to be two things remaining, right? One is the cockroach, then the Mm -hmm. other one's the attorney. (laughs) Absolutely. I can see it. (laughs) Two of them would hang out, but they would probably still argue. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Have you ever met two lawyers that actually agree on something? You know, that's a good question. Do, do you have any idea what type of law you'd like to practice? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking um, corporate, but honestly... Great feel, choice, Shannon. Great I choice. Know, right? But honestly, I feel once I enter law school, who knows what path? Because and that's the beauty of it, too. You understand is you're going to have those classes and meet the professor and say, wow, like what you do is amazing. I want to you know, emulate that in my own life. 
So who knows? Really, who knows? But corporate so far, because I mean, look who, uh, you know, I studied under. So, well, thank you. I'll take all the credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, you know, I'm very modest, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I used to ask you, hey, Shannon, how do you spell modesty? <laughs> we don't need that word. No, no it's not relevant. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you did some really interesting work over in Scotland, right? Mm-hmm. Would you like to share that with us? Because I yeah. think it's really, again, you're, you're a beautiful young lady, but you've got so much experience in different parts of the world as well, which is amazing. But share with us what you did in Scotland. When I was in Scotland, I actually worked for the UN. So there's there's kind of um, outlets or branches within the United Nation where there's, there's the smaller outreach programs. So I worked with the UN Scotland and their program there. I got to work on a lot of different projects. Some were in terms of climate change. That was one big um, topic that we focused on because they're really, Scotland is the cutting edge of climate change. They have really high standards. It's really, it's very clean environment there. I also got to work on um, women's mental health, something that I was really passionate about in addressing, you know, the issues that exist there and really targeting those problems for women. Something else, I also worked at homelessness in Scotland. Well, homelessness in Scotland is a lot smaller in Scotland than you, you probably already think. It's very, very tiny, but it was interesting to look at that and kind of fundraise. Um, and I worked with some really interesting companies during the fundraising process, like Pret and uh, Starbucks. And it was really, it was, it was really quite nice because I contacted them and they actually donated different items for our events. And they said, absolutely, we'd love to help you. So it's really just nice and rewarding when you can hear back from businesses, even at that scale, like Starbucks that are willing to help and, you know, give back to the community, which is super nice. That's fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. You're already a giver. Shannon, and the one thing that you're going to absolutely love, really appreciate too, that when you do become a practicing attorney, clients are going to rely on you because you're the expert, but -hmm. you genuinely want to help them. You know, it's not, Mm -hmm. yes, we all have to pay bills and we all have to get paid for what we do, but there's another level to what we do. Absolutely. Every day, I think you've seen that here too. I really go above and beyond to help a client because I genuinely feel for them and I do want to help them. And that's the type of lawyer and the law firm that I have uh, created and that that's what I want I want to be of service and you are definitely all about being of service especially doing that internship if you will right in Scotland Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say were some of the valuable lessons that you learned while you were at Bagley Law Firm when you spoke about you know giving back and really going above and beyond for clients that really resonates with me and I remember someone I was at this like family kind of event and it was like a distant person from our family came up to me and said oh you work for an attorney you know they're all snakes like that's what you do is kind of terrible and I was just sitting there shocked number one that someone would actually say this and two my mind immediately said no what are you talking about that's so opposite of what we do at the firm it was almost, it was just like red flags and just sirens going off saying, no, 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 no. I just remember I responded. I go, that's not what we do at our firm. That's just not because every day that we go into that firm, it's really about helping clients and, and really going above and beyond and doing the research and ensuring that we really understand what they need so we can help them most effectively. And that, I think that's just such a wonderful thing that I don't think all, inter- I actually think almost really a small number really even do that. And I think that's why it was, it was amazing working at the firm. You'd, you'd receive phone calls where clients were happy. They were super happy to get in contact with their attorney. They were like, yay, I want to speak to Kelly. Let's do this. It would be an amazing part of their day. So I think that's such a unique thing that, 
you know, our firm has such a close relationship with their, their clients where we really feel like there's a bond there. You know, there's like friendship beyond just being, you know, client and, you know, an attorney. So I think that's a really valuable lesson that you want to take care of your clients and, and really, you know, do the best for them, which is something I think that people don't always associate with attorneys. I think slowly but surely, especially with the, the new generation of entrepreneurs, right? They're, they're younger and younger mm-hmm. and younger. And I think they know that, okay, if I'm going to be an entrepreneur, um, I, I need an attorney. So I think that concept of attorneys that this sleazy slime in all they're after is your money. I think mm-hmm. that's sort of fading out, Shannon. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it is. I, mm-hmm. I think it's, especially in the business world, I know it is. We get calls every day from young entrepreneurs. They want to start their own business. They're super excited about it. And to be able to talk to an attorney that understands them, to have a, a laugh with them. Absolutely. To, to not be serious. And again, you're, you're, you're helping someone create their own American dream. I've spoken about the American dream multiple times on the show, Shannon, mm. multiple times. And America is the number one country that promotes the, the American dream to become your own boss. I don't believe that that's quite possible in different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in England. You know, that's not a third world country. But having your own business is is um, viewed as out of reach. Mm-hmm. But here in America, it's like, yeah, anyone can become their own boss. Anyone can start a business. And that's what these young entrepreneurs mm-hmm. are doing. And especially during the pandemic, people started saying, okay, I need to secure my future. I don't want mm-hmm. to be dependent on an employer that can turn around and say, sorry, you know, we're, we're not making money. So therefore you're not making money. And that's when you're, you're right. That's when people started saying, I need to do something for me, for my family, to make sure that if this happens again, that we are in a better position. Now, what advice, Shannon, would you give someone that is thinking about going to law school? I think it's something that you always say to kind of get your ducks in a row. That expression, that is to the extreme. If you're if you're <laughs> trying to apply to law school, you really need everything in a row because it's just such an extensive and long process where it really just like, it takes a um, couple years of planning, I really think, to get to the stage where you're ready to apply and you're comfortable there. And even then you're not going to be comfortable because you're never going to be ready to submit because, you know, you want the highest tier of application. So it's always, did I do everything? Is everything perfect? Again, it just takes a lot of preparation and just being very conscientious. Okay, I did this. This is the next step. And just keep moving forward with these little incremental steps forward towards the application and getting everything ready. That's a huge, I think I would say everything really for applying. What type of personality would you say that one would need to even enter the field of law? Because there's so many different types of lawyers, different types of professions mm-hmm. within the legal industry. But mainly, what, what type of personality would you say? See, this is actually a really tricky one because the immediate answer would be a type A personality where they're really you know, driven, they're determined, they're very passionate, they're, you know, not necessarily outspoken, but willing to express their views quite clearly. But it's interesting because law schools nowadays, they really um, prefer um, candidates or students in either like computer science or um, like physics, science, um, raw sciences, like chemical engineering, things like that, because they work really well with the logical nature of um, law school. While I want to say type A, I think they actually, they're drawing in a lot of students that are kind of more of a combo type AB sort of thing. I don't know if that's a real concept, but 
I think you just created one. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's it's almost like a blood type at this point. I don't even know. Um, But something I think in kind of the the middle, surprisingly, because you, while, you know, you want someone who's able to express their views really articulately, you also want someone who has an analytical mind, which is really kind of tricky to combine the two, because usually when you have people that are so analytical, they're a little bit less, you know, you know, out there in terms of expressing themselves. So it's finding that balance, I think, between the two makes a really, really strong attorney and a really good applicant. I think you've got the best of both worlds. And Numbers and I don't get along, right? So that's why my my husband, Brent, uh, who you've known and love, mm-hmm. he's a walking calculator. And then when I met you and you could do numbers before I could even pull my phone out, you know, you're a walking calculator. So you have the best of both worlds. So if I was going to apply to law school today, I don't think I'd get in because I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do well, you know, with the, <laughs> with the technology side no. of it. You would get in. You would speak to someone and they'd be like, yep, she's in. That's it. She's in. One conversation. Or <laughs> well, the other thing we'd have to do is start our own. That's exactly. always an option. Right? Right? Start your own Exactly. <laughs> what would we call it, though? That's the better question. That's true. We'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to strategize about that. Yeah, one. exactly. Exactly. The only law school you'll need to practice law. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It would have to be real life um, situations. So one of my professors, and I absolutely loved him, he was the best professor I've ever had in law school, Shannon. He was a practicing barrister. This was in England. Mm-hmm. Practicing barrister. So I'm hoping that your professors that you you, you sign up classes with, they are actually practicing attorneys because mm-hmm. they will bring real life uh, situations and stories to into the classroom rather than just all theory and read this book or read that book. Yes, books are definitely important. You need to know what the law is. But how do you apply that law in real life situations? I think you're going to be stellar. I think you're going to be uh, above, you know, all your other peers in in school. Just knowing you, Shannon, I am super excited, like I said, to see you grow. And I know you're going to become one of those um, lawyers that everyone's going to know by name. Oh, yeah, Shannon. And some of us are going to know you as Shan Chan's. Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> and there's going to be like a little tag in there taught by Kelly Bagla. It's going to be right there. <laughs> and then to some, you're even known as MC Kraken too. So this yay. Is this is true. With a name like that, how could they forget me, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I am really, really looking forward to seeing you grow and thrive. Do you have any party words for our audience? I just want to say thanks again, Kelly, for having me on. And I'm just really I really appreciate all the time that we spent together and, you know, working so closely. I mean, I really couldn't ask for a better mentor and just someone who's inspirational in my life. So, and I really hope, you know, listeners of the podcast, she really is as amazing as she seems. So that I can verify. Thank you. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure having you part of the team. You're still part of the team. Even if you go back to Scotland, you're always going to be part of the team, Mm -hmm. Janet. Absolutely. (laughs) Again, listeners, you know, we we provide information to you that is valuable, especially if you want to start, grow or run your business. And we also provide tools. These tools are on golegalyourself.com. You can pick the right package for you and you're going to know that this is you're setting everything up for success. You're going to have the right type of entity formation. You're going to have the right type of contracts. So you can just go straight into starting and running your own business. And we are always here for you. And to solidify everything that we share with you on the show, we have a book. We've got several books, actually. But the latest book is called Go Legal Yourself, the second edition. You can purchase that 
anywhere. Again, it's going to be the best $20 you have ever, ever spent in your entire life, entire life, guaranteed. Attorneys don't guarantee anything at all, Shannon, but this one, this one's mm-hmm. definitely guaranteeing that book. Mm-hmm. And definitely do check out Go Legal Yourself podcast. We are everywhere where you uh, download or listen to your podcast and make sure you follow us too. And we will be sharing Shannon's information for any of those people that are considering law school, any of any of you that are going to go to law school, maybe you want to collaborate and, and, and maybe you want to commiserate over some law classes, right? You can always reach mm-hmm. out to Shannon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just nodding my head over here. Absolutely. We can definitely do that. Exactly. It's fantastic. Thank you so much again, Shannon, for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. I am Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law. It has been my pleasure being your host. Until next time, cheers to your success. If you're looking to start a podcast on your own, use the coupon code WHATHAS at checkout and receive a free month of media hosting from our recommended hosting company, Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. This podcast was produced by Imagine Podcasting, and we help businesses eliminate competition by elevating their brand message to be heard. Visit imaginepodcasting.com for more information.